What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, we're going to talk Razorback football, basketball, baseball, as always. But we're also going to get Danny West on here to talk about recruiting, answer your recruiting question. Keith Grayson, Razorback fan, is going to join us to discuss the state of the Razorbacks, talk a little bit about the Eric Musselman hire, and we're going to certainly dive into all that stuff. It's all happening on Hogsports Live. Okay, just a few things to touch on here first. Uh, Razorback baseball tonight at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. on Saturday, and Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, at Hawkins Field in Nashville against the Vanderbilt Commodores. So that's going on. Razorback baseball team playing pretty well on the road right now after ironically not playing very well on the road last year. One of the crazier things happened yesterday with five Nevada players entering the transfer portal. Probably the, the main guy, Jordan Brown, who was a McDonald's All-American freshman last year, signed with Nevada. Uh, Jazz Johnson, Jalen Harris. Jalen Harris, ironically, a very good three-point shooter. 45% three-point shooter. Kwame K.J. Himes is in there. Nassar Zazoa, who's the only graduate transfer of the, of the bunch. And I, I made the mistake. I do this all the time. I call transfers grad transfers for some reason now. Uh, but I, last week I was just talking about you know him building his th his team through transfers, but just one graduate transfer in that mix. So uh, that is some of the wildest stuff I've ever seen. I've never seen such an exodus uh, after a coach leaves, and obviously we'll be following that to see if Arkansas is in the mix there with any of those guys. Danny's got a great breakdown. The top two four seven for twenty twenty one came out uh, this week, and Danny's got a break a great breakdown of some of the top prospects that are in the mix for Arkansas there. The Hogs hosting three official visitors. Takias Crawford, Alan Horace, and Dominic Richardson. Dominic Richardson, a running back out of Oklahoma City. Bishop McGinnis, Takias Crawford, is like the number 70 ranked offensive, well, the number 70 ranked player in the country overall out of Carthage, Texas. And Alan Horace out of Crockett, Texas, a three-star tight end. Tight end's a big need in this class. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. And um, I want to go ahead and ask everybody to – Start filling in your questions right now. If you've got questions for us, for Danny, um, go ahead and start filling those in. If you like the content that we're producing, be sure to like, share, follow, comment on the video. Throw us that thumbs up if, uh, if you like the show. If you're listening on podcast, I want to ask you to go ahead and be sure to uh, subscribe to the channel. Throw us five stars if you don't mind. Uh, that would help us get our message out there, but only if you want to do it. All right, so Arkansas, the big news this week, and we haven't done the show since Eric Musselman has been hired as the head coach at Arkansas. And the last show we did was just leading up to the announcement that he was going to be the head coach. So um, really when it came down to it, it was, he was the only guy that was making any sense. And I've broken down what actually has happened. I don't know if anybody is on hogsports.com, but you should be if you're not. It's only a dollar for your first month. So go sign up at hawgsports.com right now. So with the Musselman hire, basically the, here's the way that things broke down with this. This is, the, this is the real behind the scenes look, and this is what we had found out you know, soon after the hire had been made. Uh, but Musselman never took a visit to Arkansas, never officially took a visit to Arkansas, at least not in the time that he was rumored to have done so. The last time they did is when LSU beat Arkansas on the last second three-pointer uh, when he was an assistant coach at LSU. So he has been here before, but hasn't been here to tour everything like uh, like had been going around. Greg Marshall, on the other hand, was at Arkansas, and things just did not jive up very well with that. So that was true that Greg Marshall was here. With Beard, there was been there's some talk that the board had blocked 
Hunter Juracek's decision to hire Eric Musselman. And that's not true. The board wanted him to speak to him, and Hunter Juracek also wanted to speak to him. So it's not like it was a block situation. And what it came down to is them not being willing to basically let Hunter have a, a talk one-on-one with Chris Beard. And so they, they couldn't wait around really much anymore after that. But that's that's kind of how things went on behind the scene. Shaka Smart, at least his agent, was involved in some capacity trying to just to look after his guy, I guess, in case Texas uh, made a move there. So that's pretty much the behind-the-scenes stuff with the coaching search. Spring football has wrapped up. They just recently, earlier this week, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, wrapped up their last practice, but it was a completely closed practice. Uh, altogether. So nothing really to report there. It's just kind of a way to not only wrap up some of the things that they did from the scrimmage, have one more practice, but also kind of send those guys off to the summer, let them know what's expected of them, uh, because a lot of the spring is to prepare the guys for the summer and then the summer to prepare the guys for fall camp. So uh, as I mentioned, we're going to bring Danny West on here in just a minute, and then a little bit later we're going to bring on Keith Grayson. Keith is always entertaining, longtime Hog Sports member. I'm going to go ahead and bring Danny in, actually, Uh, Now that we've kind of covered the roundabout stuff, got some questions built up. If you have some questions, go ahead and get them in now for Danny West, who I am bringing in. What's up? What's up, Danny? You're on live with Hogsforce Live. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Trying to get ready for the weekend. Got a little work to do this weekend. Basketball showcase tonight at Fayetteville High School. Getting ready for some big names there. Moses Moody, Chris Moore, Jalen Williams. All those guys are going to be there, so... Should be a good turnout tonight. And then, of course, as you mentioned there, you got three official visitors coming in for football this weekend. Dominic Richardson, a running back out of Oklahoma City that they're really high on. I think he's really high on their board, I should say. And then Tykeus Crawford, we keep talking about this four-star offensive tackle yeah. coming out of Carthage, What's Texas. What's he waiting on? Third time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, he's been up here three times since November. And suddenly he's, he's made a, a quick turnaround here. He's making his official visit this weekend, as well as Alan Horace, a tight end out of Crockett, Texas, who you could argue now, Trey, is, yeah. is, a, is a much, much more important target to you. Uh, we saw yeah. this morning Elijah Yelverton, one yep. of the tight end targets for Arkansas, committed to Iowa. So I guess, uh, guess that puts, puts a little more priority on Mr. Horace coming into the weekend. Yeah, so Takias Crawford, 6'5", 318 out of Carthage, Texas, Arkansas, uh, was committed to Baylor, Alabama's offered, Colorado, Florida State, or a few of the other ones that are up there for him. He really blew up after his, uh, his decommitment from Baylor, but he is ranked the number 71 overall prospect in the entire country. Alan Horace, uh, the tight end that Danny just mentioned. And we're thinking, right, Danny, you think probably two tight ends in this class. I mean, when you look at it, yeah, you're losing what they're getting. a couple of guys, three three senior tight ends now with Chase Harrell being at tight end. So you're losing those guys. And uh, you've just got Grayson Gunner and Hudson Henry for 2020. Is that right? That's it. Yeah, so your, your numbers are down. So probably bringing That's a couple it. of tight ends. Uh, Alan Horace has a Baylor offer, Houston, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, a couple of the others that are that are after him. And then Dominic uh, Dominic Richardson, 6'1", 210, Arkansas, Colorado, Iowa State, Kansas, and Memphis, some of the schools that are after him. So, Danny, you also released the Big Red Board. The Big Red Board, for those who don't know, we've been doing this thing for over a decade. It's just a way to break down the guys that Arkansas is really – after the the real targets and kind of gauge we do list them as hot warm cold um 
trending arrows up and down or even and and just kind of and Danny always writes a little recap about what's going on at each position group so it's just kind of a way for us to tell the big picture one of our more popular features at hogsports.com which by the way you can sign up for a dollar for the first month right now or get 30 percent off your first year any notable changes on the big red board Danny uh, well I mean I can point to the running back spot I mean, it's the opposite of notable, but I think it is notable in itself that it's it's still so blurry. I mean, you get on there right now, I think there's like 10 or 12 guys listed as warm, warm interest, and I think that's accurate for all these guys. You've seen how many guys they brought in for unofficial visits at the running back spot so far this year. We're talking about Savion Morrison, Janari Dean, Isaiah Jacobs, Chris Vaughn, Jabari Small, Dominic Richardson, who's coming back this weekend for an official. John Gentry was just up here, a kid. All right, we're going yeah, to drop. We're going to drop Danny because we're going to come right back to him just because the connection is like delayed or something. So we're gonna we're gonna try to start over here. So uh, I'm not sure where we were, but uh, I think you were kind of going over maybe some big red. Yeah, I was talking about the running backs. Running backs. All right, let's pick up with that with uh, with the running backs. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, you asked me what's notable about the uh, the latest update on the offensive big red board. And I was just saying, you know, there's 10 or 12 guys still to this point that are listed as warm. And, you know, I hate to throw that out there, but I think that's kind of accurate at the point uh, that, that they're at right now. So they've had so many visitors on campus that it really hasn't started. No. But I think soon it will. It wouldn't surprise me if Dominic Richardson, the official visitor coming in this weekend, wouldn't surprise me if they get him. I think he's really feeling it. But I could say that about a lot of guys right now. So it's just really blurry. So when you ask me for something notable, a notable change, I really go the opposite of that at the running back position. It's notable that it hasn't changed yet, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense to you. All right, Danny, let's do some rapid-fire type of stuff so we can go ahead and get these questions answered real quick. Derek Bodenhammer <clears throat> wants to know, to Keith Crawford, gut feeling, what's your confidence level, 1 to 10? Uh, about a 9.5. That sounds solid. 9.5, that worked for you, Derek. Uh, let's see. John David Stoll says, also assistant coaches for Musselman. The stuff I've been hearing around is Scotty Thurman is, is a good guy to keep an eye on. I don't think that they'll keep anybody else, though. Uh, what do you think the chances are of Landon Moses Moody, Moody Dana, jo- Danny, Joshua Wadegar wants to know? <laughs> All right, what was the question, Trey? Who was it? Joshua Wadegar wants to know, what do you think the chances are of landing Moses Moody? Yeah, I think they still got a, I think they still got a pretty good chance with Moses. But, you know, he moved out of state, obviously an in-state guy living down in Florida. Man, I, it's going to be an uphill battle. I, I do think the new coaching staff is going to have a really good shot to get in his ear. But, uh, you know, it's still uh, – we should find out more tonight when we talk to Moses, kind of see if he's caught up with Coach Muss yet. But mm-hmm. I know it's rapid fire, but tough one to answer right there. Yeah, well, he's um, – if he's willing to go to Florida, he's willing to go, you know, for, for high school, then he's willing to go anywhere outside of Arkansas. Uh, any think. chance to add Luke Jones as a transfer wants to know Courtney Pugh? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it yesterday, I believe, on the Hog Hustle. I want to make sure everybody's checking us out there. Every week it seems like we've got a million different shows and opportunities to catch mm-hmm. us, but be sure to catch that. I think I talked about Luke on there yesterday. There is interest on Arkansas's end, you know, and rightfully so. They're still looking for a center. 
after you know two or three years now. When's the last? I guess Fro Holt was pretty good for him, but yeah. you get my point, right? I mean, yeah. it's ever since him, they've kind of been looking for a center. So, yeah, keep an eye on that one. Home State guy wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that lines up for Arkansas. Danny, I'm going to ask you this on baseball real quick. Josh Doherty wants to know thoughts on Washington starting at left field over Franklin. Thinks Franklin's defense is phenomenal, but struggling at the plate. What are your thoughts? Well, I think Franklin's the type that can turn it around this weekend. You know, he's proven that at times. I think he is going to be a streaky guy, which that's to be expected from any true freshman, which would include Washington. So I'm with you. I think Washington deserves more playing time. I'm just not sure. In, in Still having the occasional phone issue here with Danny West. And Danny wants – we pretty much caught up on everything, Danny. If you can't hear me, I was just going to ask you who was going to sit on the Iron Throne. All right. That'll do it with Danny West. Keith Grayson, what's up, brother? What's up, man? You know, the last episode we didn't even mention, most people probably don't know me as mm-hmm. my real name. It's uh, <laughs> Whiskey Drunk on the boards. But um, probably failed to mention that for um, reasons that you don't want – you don't want to – have to be the headline on 24-7's podcast. Right? right, we don't, we don't. So, Keith, you were way out in front of this coaching search. In fact, you were on location. I've got a video real quick I wanted to show of you out on location. All right, here we go. I'm outside the Washishu Casino, uh, right outside of Reno, Nevada, and look what I found on the ground. I think Musselman's leaving some trails. He's ours. Also, to note, um, there's a blackjack blitz here, Wednesday nights, 10 to midnight. Yeah. So anyway, you were out in front of it at Reno. I thought that was pretty funny. You had 53,000 views on that video. Seems like I should have had four times that. I wanted to go viral. Only 250 likes, though. That's probably my most liked tweet. Thanks to, and it was to Danny who retweeted it. Yeah. But yeah, I was there for the for the Blackjack Blitz at that casino, at the We Shot You Casino, and uh, was finding clues of the Muscleman hire all over the place. Decided to share that. On Twitter, you know, I, I, I was trying to take an impromptu trip to Yosemite and going through the 395, um, and apparently they closed that route for the for the winter. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up in Lake Tahoe, watched the spring game at Mammoth Mountain Ski Resort randomly, and ended up in Reno for a small portion. I should have gone to the campus and probably done a um, more investigative journalistic approach to that to ask the students and the administration what they thought Musselman was where he was leaning towards and, and apparently we're about to pillage half their roster <laughs> but um probably not leaving on the best terms there yeah. but yeah it's uh it's much different than Fayetteville Arkansas for sure there's not much out there and I think that kind of speaks to how he recruited because there's not prospects in that neck of the woods at mm. all and Arkansas actually has a huge base of high school basketball talent that he's going to be able to approach with a little more regularity than I think so. him taking on grad transfers and living off of that. So what is, what is your thoughts overall on the Muscleman hire? What is the fan perspective on this and just how the search went in general? I know you were on Hog Sports following it and, uh, and social media and all that stuff. What did you think of the search? Was it entertaining? And um, what did you think of the hire? I didn't really fall into the we've been through this so many times before with with the new coaching hires that you'd figure that everybody would learn from it not Mm -hmm. to freak out over every name that came across the water it's not though it's not a whole lot 
you know, we don't have that many in the social media message board age. We don't really have that many coaching searches overall, but you're right. I mean, everybody was jumping on board on that Kelvin Sampson thing. There was a roller coaster. Some media people were writing that Hunter Juracek was failing in this search. I mean, it was, it was pretty wild. It's, I, I, I enjoy it though. I mean, I think fans enjoy it, even though it can be stressful. I think they, they really nailed it because he you went the opposite of Mike Anderson's energy level, right? Mm-hmm. You got to pretty much check his pulse to make sure he's alive most of the time, and he's very stoic, right? And then you go with a Chad Morris like hire again, and his his background really isn't in recruiting, but I think we're about to get another five star or a five star. His first signing for this class. I'm going to go out there since I'm not in the sports journalism world, and I can guarantee you that Kyrie Walker is going to be a Razorback, and that's going to be massive. For you know our fan base, once they see that we get a five star as our first commit, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to reclassify at the tw- 2019 class, um, that kid's going to be a Razorback, not a doubt in my mind. And I reached out to some local guys here um, that follow basketball recruiting a little closer, and um, he's basically has a 26 year old body right now, and is a bully in every aspect of the basketball game and above average rebounder. He's, he's going to take a little slide in the rankings potentially because of his outside shooting mm-hmm. has gone down. His percentage has gone down a little bit on his range and he's not, he's not really developed there, but slasher score. Um, and he's a, he's probably a throwback to what we used to have where you get some bangers inside and, and some guys that will really attack the basket more of a slasher than I don't know if we have like a true, I think he's probably a, a two, but uh, could develop into a three. potentially. Yeah, I think we've got him listed as a small forward. Kyrie Walker, right. Dalen Terry, both of Hillcrest prep in Phoenix, Arizona. So that's, that's your stomping grounds there. And it, I would say, I think a lot of this the smoke with Kyrie Walker, who's the, the higher rater of the, rated of the two, both of them are, you know, one's a four star, one's a five star, but uh, with Walker who has a chance to possibly come in early he was crystal balled before this whole change, 50% to Nevada, 50% to Arizona. We don't know what's going to happen with Arizona, but obviously there's some scrutiny there. So are you, are you basing it largely on what you, on the fact that he was, that a lot of people thought that he might end up at Nevada? Or do you think uh, you, you, you mentioned something about hearing some rumblings around there in your neck of the woods? The guys here that I talked to, Ralph Omsden's my contact out here uh, for all things recruiting. And he, basically said that Musselman has been recruiting him the hardest out of all the coaches. And now that he's in a, in a better job, then that's pretty much the indication that it's, it's going to go towards Arkansas's favor at the end. In Arizona. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening there. They're not, they're, they're in a world of hurt down there. And inter- interestingly enough, if you look at the past recruits that have come out of Hillcrest prep, DeAndre Aton's one who ended up at Arizona it's just a long list. The, the Bagley kid that went to Duke a while back went there. There was a lot of trouble with their accreditation in the beginning because it just like a prep academy came up out of night and out of the middle of the night. And so now they've gotten all that fixed. But back in the day, there was um, it, they weren't really operating on the up and up. But now they have their online class certification, so um, that there shouldn't be any issues with grades or anything like that that they were having in the beginning. They were having a hard time getting kids qualified a couple years ago, but they've got all that worked out. Keith Grayson joining us again from uh, – you're in Phoenix, right, Keith? Yeah, I'm in Phoenix right yeah. now. So Keith has been been with us for a long time, uh, a friend of mine, although, like I say, you wouldn't know it based on his behavior sometimes. And the fact that you blocked me on Twitter 
uh, tried to create some kind of thing where people would lick me on the head and take a picture uh, and all other kinds of indecencies that you uh, have tried to put forth on me. That, so that now that you put that back out there, I will buy season tickets for anybody <laughs> uh, that can get a video of them looking Trey's bald head. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're going to probably. Are you have... taking? Are you taking kind of? Are you offended that they fired Mike Anderson as a fellow bald person? As a fellow, like, do I consider it uh, an affront to the bald community? Is Correct. That what you're asking? No, I don't. Um, I mean, I. I I don't think it had anything to do with his baldness. <laughs> he wears it well, though, like I do. So that's, I guess that's something that uh, we have in common. Yeah, my head's too fat to pull that off. Not everybody can pull it off. No, not everybody can pull it off. So, uh, Keith, what, what else you got going on? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? I want to talk a little bit of Game of Thrones. Nobody wants to talk about that. Are we going to start talking about, like, steak recipes and stuff? That's the thing. Last time, all we did was we, we didn't talk about any sports. I want to talk – there was tens of people at the spring game. What was the recruit reaction oh to that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Keith Grayson, obviously not a fan of Game of Thrones. But, yeah, the, re- <laughs> the recruiting thing was – or, the excuse me, the red-white game was just disappointing. I mean – I don't think I've ever seen a game where the weather was nice, where there was plenty of reason to be excited. You have 11 newcomers out there, including a quarterback and a stud wide receiver, a couple stud wide receivers, defensive. I mean, there was a lot of reason to be intrigued with this, but I think key part of it is there wasn't, you know, just great promotion for the event. It didn't parlay with a, uh, with a Razorback baseball home weekend series. And then, you, you know, you got the 2-10 and 10 record that, that you're coming off of. Plus, everybody's looking at basketball because you got a coaching change in, in, in order. And I think maybe the 3 o'clock game was a little bit late. I think maybe a 1 o'clock is a better target range. But, uh, you know, those are several reasons. But the fact of the matter is other teams in the SEC probably run into issues like that and had an outstanding showing, you know. So uh, I, it is interesting when you compare to Little Rock because we – we're trying to get past the Arkansas uh, Fayetteville versus Little Rock debate, you know, but I expect it's hard that to not go to, away any day now. It's any day. It's hard not to look back though at last year's game where it was a wintry mix, freezing, and there were more Razorback fans in the stands for that. Yeah, I, I you know, I planned on going in for it, and then I started looking at the yeah, injuries. You, and, you mentioned that, and you know, I, I kind of looked at it from the aspect of, well, we're going to put out. Who are we going to play? You have Tyson Morris out there with four catches. Is that going to happen in a game? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at, you know, game type situations and checking stuff out like that. But I, yeah, there's base offense where they probably ran five formations all day. And and to your, and and you didn't like it because there was no punting. You're a special (laughs) teams advocate. I want to see somebody punting the ball decently. And it's not that those guys can't do it every once in a while. It's just that their A plus punt is, you know, 40 something yards. Your A plus punt should be like sixty yards. Is the punter on scholarship? The punter is not. Well, they had Blake Johnson, but he left. You know, he only played in two games this year, and is really he did transfer out. He did transfer out. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. You watching the Masters at all? Can we talk about the Masters? I I'm on that hipster TV stuff like. Like you probably got your houses Hulu and Netflix, and that's it. I have have no idea. So you want to, instead of talking about the new coaching hire, the mm-hmm. baseball series against Vanderbilt, where it's like the uh, rankings are two and four and, and some and on uh, some of the strength of schedule stuff. The We're going to talk about the incestual TV shows and <laughs> the and golf. Yes, yes. Perfect. 
I have no input on either of those subjects. <laughs> well, Phil Mickelson's tied for fourth. Uh, he's even on the day in five under. That's the main notable one. Last I look at Tiger Woods, he was uh, tied for 14th. So, man, Keith, you're not any fun today. You're off there I dealing with dealing with your um, your housing project deal, and you you had to yell at some people today. You told me. I had to yell, and then I, you called me to set this up, and I crossed four lanes of traffic on the interstate, almost sideswiped three cars, and spilled an entire glass of full coffee down my uh, trousers. Yeah. So it started off, and I'm not even today, so I'm a little punchy. I appreciate you not taking it out on me totally, though. Well, you know, you kind of got in my head a little bit where you said that I blocked you on Twitter, and then since yes. then, basically, I was the reason for the downfall of the Arkansas Razorback program as a whole. You and like so how since, I flipped that around on you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The, the, the student's becoming a teacher in that regard, but I <laughs> I think that I unblocked you, and we made yes. a good hire. We'll yeah, see what happens. Right. Maybe we make a bowl game. I don't think the baseball team is going to have the pitching to make it back to Omaha. Look That's like another it. story. So yeah, doesn't look like they'll it. get they'll get batted around a little bit this year. But if they do, I'll be there for that with um, my buddy Mister Razorback from the message board. Yeah, trying to get our home plate seats again and heckle some. Uh, Texas fans, if that's possible. Hopefully they get back there, too, so we can get enough fist fight in the stands or something. <laughs> Have something to report. There's been no fun stories out. You know, I just, I'm just i turning into a hippie, taking all these religious experience-type trips, trying to find God in the woods. Mm-hmm. And it's just not its not as fun as it used to be. I'm not as wild. I'm, I'm getting too old. I got, you know, gray hairs in my beard and everything. Wow. Keith, it sounds like it's been so rough. We don't have any religion or political discussion on the show, by the way. I didn't say what religion. I just said religious. I didn't say that I was. We're not. We're not gonna, it's not our first date. We're not going to talk about our ex's religion or politics. <laughs> I understand that. I did go back and I'm watching the Hog Sports YouTube series. All of your podcasts are on that one, except for the last one we did. Yeah, is that right? I, I may yep. have not. I may have not recorded it. Oh, I, sure. I have, yeah, I just skipped your mind. Well, I, I have to record it, otherwise it just comes out in terrible quality. But I do. I am recording this one live as we're doing it, so I will upload this to YouTube. And that's a good segue for anybody listening who wants to know other ways to watch the show. You can check us out on Facebook Live, which you're doing right now. It'll be uploaded on YouTube. It's always going to be on Hogsports.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, there are plenty of ways to uh, subscribe and listen to this. If you haven't thrown us that thumbs up yet, go ahead and throw us a like if you like the content we're producing. If you don't, then then don't bother. Don't do something you don't want to do. Share the video, follow, comment. That helps us get our message out. If you're listening on podcasts, be sure to throw us five stars and subscribe to the channel. Keith, you got any last words here that you want to add before we before we call it? I just really appreciate you getting your message out there. I don't know if people know this, but Trey is a staunch. He's really he's really into different causes and for having me on this podcast um, definitely means that he's into Tourette's awareness because there's no telling what the hell I'm going to say. There's going to come out of my mouth. I've been pretty mild yeah. man on the first two. You do not know how hard it is for me not to cuss for 30 minutes. Right. That's, that's impossible. The more you do it, the more you get used to it. I'm surprised I've yeah. never let anything slot. Not, not that I'm a sailor or anything, but you know, I'm your average red blooded American male. But uh, yet for me myself, like I really there's we were skipping around some on topics, but I mean, I, I kind of want to know stuff that's like I want to know how you handled the coaching search, kind of like yes. a, a more in-depth process on that. And then, you know, like little tidbits, like what does Bob Holt smell like? Things that things that people out there want to know in the yeah. in the Arkansas media world that just I, that, that those are things that I think of when I think of uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. 
the, the, the backstory to all those things in the locker room where you guys had to huddle around each other in that half circle around a player <laughs> and kind of I hate that. what just, yeah. it's, it's got a, it's cats, right? Bob Holtz. It, used to, like be cats. Di- it used to be different, Keith. Back in the day, we used to be able to just pull players off the field at the end and everybody would get their own individual interview. You know, Houston Nutt would come and do a press conference every single day, every day after practice, he would do a press conference. And after the game, you just go into the locker room and, and interview who you want to interview. You know, it's, it's a, it's a lot different, but, for me, for the way I handled the coaching search is I always try to be very careful. I had a great source out of Houston connected to Kelvin Sampson, which is one reason I think that I was like the only guy that wasn't telling everybody that Kelvin Sampson was about to be hired because I don't think that a lot came out up here. But what I will say is there were a lot of people, and I was a little far removed. I, I like to be a little bit closer than I was to be able to like say this is happening, but there were a lot of people who had part of the story. A lot of people who had part of the story, and both of them were accurate. They just didn't have the whole story. And so for me, just piecing it together, what I came down to at the very end after 12 days, 11 days, something like that, was it's got to be Eric Musselman. And um, that was confirmed to me just based on a lot of the things that I had heard that, you know, after the fact, a lot of that stuff was was confirmed through through some channels. But I enjoy coaching searches. I, I would rather be busy than just not have anything to do. There There are times where you need to recharge your battery and stuff like that, but – so are you allowed to like buy John Fagg and his family a trip to the Bahamas once a year to like get inside information? Is that, is that technically bribing a public official? I guess he is a public official. So, um, yeah, I, I need to walk that back, I guess. Now Cause it's just, it. it's basically you're a check, you're a check and him are the only two in that room. Yes. Yeah. But there's information that gets out. I know that they're, they're very tight lipped, but there was stuff that was out there that was very accurate. And so, you know, stuff is going to, and a lot of it comes from other side. You know, they don't really have a whole lot of control if they reach out to a coach and a coach tells his son or his wife or somebody and they tell somebody, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things like that that happen also. All right, Keith. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me on again. I, I really want you guys to put a countdown clock to when Traylon Burks hits the field for practice for the first time because Trey Knox is going to look, you, you saw what he looked like in the spring game, but yeah. he's going to look even better with another guy like that on the opposite end of the field. You so. still you still calling Traylon Burks better than, than Trey Knox, or have you decided on that yet? You you, you, said, um, you said you thought that it was going to be uh, Traylon Burks last time we had you on. So, he, so, so Trey Knox outran Bumper Pool and Grant Morgan for the touchdown, right? So I think. Well, I he think, also and, outran Jarquez McClellan and Cam Curl, and shook oh, Cam it, Curl as a six-five, two hundred eighteen-pound receiver. He shook him. I, let's 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 also mention that Santos Ramirez was Cam Curl's uh, mentor. So it's shaking that kid right now. He, let's we need to cleanse that tackling form out of everybody's so memory. Much hate. Let's restart that. Oh, this, that's the other thing. Speaking of players that I hate. This is a great day for you too, because Dave Osaboyan is never going to take another three in a game. That's that's what I wanted to open with. But all right, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. I, I don't hate go. I don't hate Gabe. <laughs> I, you you're not allowed I to hate say him you shooting. Hate any of I them. hate him shoot three shooting three pointers. You're I, not allowed to say you hate any of them, but I can. I can. I, I'm I don't hate him. I I. I Hate that he shoots threes, though. Uh, and he's a good role player, but and defensively, he's got a lot of qualities. He's just got to he's got to remember what they are. That's what I always say. All right, yeah. Keith, take I care. Appreciate you joining us. This is Keith Grayson of Phoenix, Arizona, Razorback fan and longtime Hawk Sports member. Appreciate you, Keith. Later, dude. We pretty much wrapped it up. Got to all the questions here. 
kind of went off track a little bit. Interesting show today. I want to thank everybody for watching. If you haven't thrown us that thumb up, then go ahead and do that. Throw us a like, a heart, a frown face. If you don't like the show, it's up to you. Do what you want to do. If you're listening on podcasts, throw us five stars. Rate the show. We would love to have you do that. It helps us get our brand out there. So for Danny West, for Keith Grayson, this has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 